According to the records of the Catholic Church, there have been 266 men who have been Pope. However, for centuries, it was thought that there was one other Pope that was not on the list, and they were different from all the others. What made this Pope different is that the Pope was a woman. Learn more about the legend of Pope Joan, both the fact and the fiction, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Untangling the legend of Pope Joan is difficult because there are so many stories and many of them are conflicting. So the best place to start is to just start with the basics of the story as it's been passed down throughout the years. Sometime in the Middle Ages, could have been in the 9th century or possibly the 10th or 11th century, there was a girl born in England by the name of Joan, or Joanne, or Joanna. However the story is told, it's always a feminine version of the name John. For the purposes of this episode, I am going to stick with Joan. Joan was very intelligent, but education was denied to women in the Middle Ages. So, she disguised herself as a man and entered a monastic school in Mans, Germany. Or perhaps she was originally from Mans, again, it depends on the story. While at school, she excelled and was a top student. She learned Latin and Greek as well as the other liberal arts, which was at the core of an education in the Middle Ages. She eventually kept with the ruse of being a man and became a priest and worked her way up the church hierarchy. She may or may not have been involved with a man and followed him to Rome. While in Rome, she became a highly respected teacher, and during a papal conclave, she was chosen as pope. The entire time, she had hidden the fact that she was a woman, and everyone thought she was a man. 
Her papacy supposedly lasted for two years and seven months. Her ruse was eventually discovered one day during a procession from St. Peter's to St. John's Lateran when she gave birth in front of everyone in Rome. Or she gave birth while trying to mount a horse. It depends on the story. Either the public stoned her to death upon the discovery, or she died in childbirth. Either way, the Catholic Church supposedly covered up the existence of Pope Joan and denies she was ever a pope to this day. For several centuries, this story was accepted as fact in much of the Catholic world. There were many authors who spoke of it as matter-of-factly, and the cathedral in Siena, Italy even had a statue of Pope Joan alongside statues of other popes. The statue, however, was ordered taken down by the sitting pope in the year 1601. So, the big question is, where did this story come from, and exactly how true is it? The first mention of a female pope occurred sometime around the year 1250. It was mentioned by a Dominican friar by the name of Jean de Mailly, who lived in Metz, France. He wrote a book called the Chronica Universalis Metnis. In it, he wrote the following, quote, Concerning a certain pope, or rather female pope, who is not set down in the list of popes or bishops of Rome because she was a woman, who disguised herself as a man and became, by her character and talents, a curial secretary, then a cardinal, and finally pope. One day, while mounting a horse, she gave birth to a child. Immediately, by Roman justice, she was bound by the feet to the horse's tail and dragged and stoned by the people for half a league. And where she died, there she was buried. And at the place it is written, Petre pater patrum, papise protio patrum, which means, O Peter, father of fathers, betray the child-bearing woman pope. End quote. The events which he described supposedly took place around the year 1099, a full 150 years before he wrote it. It should also be noted that there is no name attached to the female pope that he described. There weren't a lot of books written back in the 13th century, and the monasteries were the primary centers of learning. Books would be copied and passed around to different monasteries. So it isn't surprising that the next several mentions of this also come from Dominican monks. The story was next told by a monk named Stephen of Bourbon in his book, The Seven Gifts of the Holy Ghost, and then by another Dominican named Martin of Opava in his book, Chronicon Pontificum et Imperatorum. Here is what he wrote in the late 13th century, and the embellishments he added to the story. Quote, John Anglicus, born in Mance, was a pope for two years, seven months, and four days, and died in Rome, after which there was a vacancy in the papacy of one month. It is claimed that this John was a woman, who as a girl who had been led to Athens dressed in the clothes of a man by a certain lover of hers. There she became proficient in a diversity of branches of knowledge until she had no equal, and afterwards in Rome she taught the liberal arts and had great masters amongst her students and audience. A high opinion of her life and learning arose in the city, and she was chosen for Pope. While Pope, however, she became pregnant by her companion. Through ignorance of the exact time when the birth was expected, she was delivered of a child while in procession from St. Peter's to the Lateran, in a lane once named Via Sacra, the Sacred Way, but now known as the Shund Street between the Colosseum and St. Clement's Church. End quote. In this telling of the story, the Pope now has a name, her demise becomes different, and there are more details. In particular, he says that the Pope was John VIII, which would have put it in the 9th century sometime around the year 882, almost a full 200 years before the original story. The tale of Pope Joan kept getting spread over the years and throughout the Renaissance. One of the surprising things about how the story spread is how little resistance there was to it. Most people just accepted it as fact. There was even a rumor that after the election of a new Pope, the Cardinals would check under the robes of the new Pope to make sure that they were male. 
Eventually, the church came out and publicly declared the story of the female pope to be false. Oddly enough, it was a Protestant historian who debunked the story. David Bondell, who was a French historian and preacher, realized that the story didn't fit. The gap between when the event supposedly took place and when the story first appears was over 350 years. He figured it was a commentary or satire about Pope John IX, who was very young, and likewise there was a 16th century Italian historian who thought that the story might have been about John XII, who had a mistress named Joan. While the story eventually died down, it never quite went away. There are still people today who believe it's true. However, it is pretty much the universal consensus among historians that the legend is false. If you think about it, it's really hard to wipe a pope from history. If you remember back, I did an episode on the Roman concept of demnatio memori, which was erasing someone from history. Every mention of them, every image of them, was to be destroyed. There were even former emperors who had a demnatio memori decree placed upon them after they died. However, it never worked. It was impossible to destroy all the coins and everyone's knowledge of what they already knew to have existed. If Pope Joan had existed and had been in office for two and a half years, then there would have been letters sent to various kings, bishops, and monasteries across Europe. There are literally no contemporary written references to a female pope. However, there are many references to the popes that did exist during the same time period. Coins would have been minted for the new pope as the ruler of the papal states. None of them exist. Moreover, if a pope were found to be a woman, and she actually gave birth in such a dramatic movie-plot fashion in the middle of a public procession, it would have been an incredible scandal, and word would have spread throughout Europe. How did she hide the pregnancy for nine months, and why would she go out in public just when she was ready to give birth? Even opponents of the church and the pope in the ninth and 10th centuries never brought up Pope Joan in their criticism of the church. In the end, the story of Pope Joan reminds me a little bit of the legend of King Arthur. He is a person for whom there is little historical evidence. Over time, the story of King Arthur became more and more elaborate, with entire novels being written about him and an entire mythology behind it. The same is true with the story of Pope Joan. Movies and novels have been created telling her story. So, there almost certainly wasn't a lady pope back in the Middle Ages. There's no contemporary evidence for it, it would have been impossible to cover up, and the stories that do exist aren't consistent and appeared centuries after the fact. Nonetheless, you have to admit, it does make for a pretty interesting story. The associate producers of Everything Everywhere Daily are Peter Bennett and Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please join the list of patrons over at patreon.com. And also remember, if you leave a review or send me a question, you too can have it read on the show.